0: Thanks for coming, and uh, if you're joining us via Zoom, a very warm welcome to you too. Uh, We're all aware, I think, that our friend Irene Lever's funeral is tomorrow at 12.15 at the crematorium. Uh, If you've got a copy of the news sheet, then you'll see there is a link. If you can't get to the crematorium but would like uh, to attend the funeral, it is being streamed. Uh, and uh, that's an opportunity for you. If you are physically able and you would like to join the family at the wake afterwards, that's happening at the Old Beams pub at Paxton Crescent, MK57AE. I will leave that detail on the lecture there for any that might like to take it. That, I think, concludes the ad of notices. Let's hear from God's word. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. Come, now is the time to worship.
1: Audio, should be sure.
0: too well aware of our own shortcomings. We won't waste time, Lord, trying to explain or to gloss over anything. We just come acknowledging the fact of our sin. We come to say that we're sorry. We come to seek your forgiveness and the opportunity to begin again with you and with one another. We thank you that your word tells us that you are righteous and just and that when we come in this way, you will indeed forgive us our sins. So we thank you for the opportunity to begin again and with your help this week we'll make a much better fist of things. Draw near to us and bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's Magdala's birthday this week, I understand. Is that right? Yes, it is. So, as has become our custom, uh, we will sing happy birthday. Well, well, hello, what? It's quite a special birthday. Is it?
2: Twenty-five?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold. Six- Sixteen. Sixteen, my word. A vague memory for myself. Uh, Sixteen.
3: Happy birthday back to them. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear, <laughs> dear <laughs> Magdalene. Happy birthday to
4: Fourth bridge, fourth, fourth rail bridge now. Because since that was built, there's been road, a road bridge built, and I could just sit and admire this for hours. You know, I, I, the, the fascination of just seeing it and imagining the building of that and the, the wonder of it, the sweep of it, it's, just, its just wonderful. Um, and here's another one. Seven. Oh, Wrong. Humber Bridge? No, not Humber Bridge. It's earlier than the Humber Bridge. It's the original Seven Bridge, Seven Crossing. And that's another one where I've <laughs> pulled up in the motorway service area and uh, <laughs> had a cup of coffee and just watched it. It's beautiful. I think it's, it's a lovely sight, but there's lots of bridges of that design now. And um, Jane and I were on holiday just last week in uh, Weymouth, and we sat in the sunshine, um, in between showers, <laughs> <laughs> um, drinking coffee and just admiring another bridge. That's Weymouth Town Bridge. And of course, bridges have got a purpose, have they? They bridge a, what could we call a, a chasm, a, a ravine, or a river. Um, and they connect. And we can all be bridges, can't we? We can all be bridge builders because um, sometimes we need to reach out to people. We need to connect from one side to the other. But what happens when a big ship wants to go underneath? Any ideas? Yeah, it's good, got it. Yes. Up it goes. <laughs> the jar cuts. Tower bridge and we were um, fortunate enough to see this happen and some boats come through another form of bridge building is our friends at Bridge Builder Trust who are connecting with um, children young people at school Um, they are educating young people in Christian faith and values so who needs a bridge it's the lost now, I must confess, I got lost in Weymouth. I went for a run, and I knew I had to get across the harbour, but hadn't done my homework. And I looked for a bridge, and the bridge was the long way around. And I ran for about half mile around this bridge, crossed over another half mile. Right down the corner, and I found the town bridge that we saw earlier. There's also the disconnected People who become disconnected from society, disconnected from the church, disconnected from their faith perhaps. We need to reach out to them. There's the hurting. People who hurt. Today is World Mental Health Day. I'm sure you've all heard that today on the news, on the radio TV. And we need to reach out to those people who are hurting for any reason. It could be just a mental problem, or it could be due to a reason of illness. And we reach out to them by prayer and good strength to their side and being with them and helping them. There is a call to be bridge builders. Our motivation is the need, the need to be a bridge builder. Proverbs uh, 29 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. John 15, 12, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Then we have the greats. Um, commission, uh, Jesus said, uh, um, go and make disciples. The end of Matthew chapter 28. If you don't see the need, we will never build bridges. We are all called to be bridge builders. I'd like you to listen to this poem by Will Allen Dronghul, an American lady who, among other things, served in the First World War. It gives a message of unselfish love and generosity towards fellow human beings. Thank you, Jake.
5: An old man going a lone highway came at the evening cold and grey to a chasm vast and deep and wide, through which was flowing a a sullen tide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim. The sullen stream had no fear for him, but he turned when safe on the other side and built a bridge to span the tide. Old man, said a fellow pilgrim near, You are wasting your strength with building here. Your journey will end with the ending day. You never again will pass this way. You've crossed the chasm deep and wide. Why build this bridge at evening tide? The builder lifted his old grey head. Good friend, in the path I have come, He said, there followed after me today a youth whose feet must pass this way. This chasm has been naught to me, to that fair-haired youth may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I am building the bridge
1: for him. Just go with this. Okay, so let's have today's reading then. So read from sight because this is gone. Okay, so reading from Matthew 6, 24 to 34. It should be fairly well known to us. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, about what you will wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall I wear? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we eat? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. But tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own.
0: Amen. So, those of us that are able, let's stand and we'll sing together Jesus, lover of my soul.
3: You should do things my way. You are all and I surrender. always oh, for you, for your glory and your way, it's not about me, as if you should do things my way, you alone are a heart that I surrender.
0: of ways, please take all that we have and all that we are, and use even us to further your kingdom. Amen. 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 Now, if you're involved with Junior Church, it's time for you to take your leave. The Lord be with you and also be Amen.
5: Jackie's saying you can, in the singing, they can hear you
0: the singing, That's why. Why that you can't... Well while Robert is doing with the technical stuff, we'll pray together. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for the great privilege and responsibility of intercessory prayer. We are so thankful that you are a loving Heavenly Father who delights to hear from His children. We sometimes look at the world, Lord, and we wonder quite what is going to happen. We can't affect uh, great nations in the world. We can't affect some of the big stories that are happening around the world. But what we can do is pray. We're very aware that there have been rising tensions between China and Taiwan, Taiwan wanting to assert its independence, and China saying, no, you belong to us. And this is important because there are other significant nations in the world, like America, that are also taking an interest. So we pray that a solution might be found. It's a a long-standing problem. It won't be solved in five minutes. But we pray that there would be men and women of goodwill on every side, looking for a solution that will be satisfactory, at least in in part. Uh, We continue to pray for the people of Afghanistan, not in our news media quite so much at the moment, following the withdrawal of NATO forces. But there's still a great deal of violence and bloodshed. Uh, Minority groups are being targeted, killed, injured. We long to see peace and prosperity come to that place. We long to see every group treated equally in that place. How long, Lord? How long? We thank you for this place and for everything uh, that happens out of this building. We thank you that many things are resuming as the autumn term uh, continues to unwind. Uh, We look forward to the beginning of what used to be Wednesday Fellowship and is now Thursday Fellowship uh, this week. Um, We pray, Father, that folk will come uh, and that a good time will be had by all as we seek to learn a little more of you and your love for us. Thank you for the Wednesday Walkers and for the way in which that group has grown over the past year or so. Thank you for the friendships uh, that grow and develop when we meet together. We're mindful, Lord, that a number of our folk are unwell. And whilst we may not be mentioning all of them by name, we know that there are some that uh, deal with illness, there are some that deal with bereavement. Particularly, we want to pray for the family uh, of Irene Lever, with her funeral coming up tomorrow. Pray, Lord, that that will be a good occasion, an occasion where she is recalled uh, with love and delight, an occasion where friends and family can meet and tell stories and have their hearts warmed by the memory, the very many memories of her. Gather up all of our prayers as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation,
1: but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory,
0: forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So we'll sing together once again, Reign in me, Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Stand if you're able.
3: Sovereign Lord
0: On seeking the kingdom of God. Uh, We started at uh, verse 24: No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Um, This section that we read about not worrying and not not being anxious is a continuation, really, of the previous section of the Sermon on the mount, where we were offered two choices. Um, Where is your treasure? That is the question that Jesus was asking in the previous section. Where is your treasure? How do you see the world? Who will you serve? Uh, And the encouragement is for us to choose wisely. Um, On the basis of your choice, on the basis of our choices, this is what follows. The piece that we read earlier is all about focus. Jesus takes it for granted that we are all seekers. We're all looking for something and not aimlessly drifting through life. We set our hearts and minds on something. And Jesus asks us again What is your heart set on? Where is your treasure? And again, we're given two choices. We can either be set on the cares of this world, or we can seek the kingdom of God. Uh, And Jesus characterises the cares of the world. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Charles Spurgeon called those the world's trinity of cares, Now, we know that Jesus is not despising the needs of the body. As part of a prayer that he taught, and we said earlier, uh, the Lord's Prayer, the pattern prayer that he teaches his disciples, he tells us to say, Father, give us this day our daily bread. That includes shelter, clothing, and everything that we need to live. The danger is that we become so preoccupied with these things that they become the total focus for our entire lives, to the exclusion of all other things. And we become so anxious and so worried then that we lose sight of God. Uh, Foster encourages us to cultivate three inner attitudes. Firstly, uh, he says, recognise that all we have received is a gift from God. Secondly, understand that what we have will be cared for by God so we can trust Him. Thirdly, understand that what we have is to be shared with others. It is not exclusively ours. Again, there is this encouragement to choose wisely. Do not worry, says Jesus, about your life, about, about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. I'm very conscious that it's easy to say, don't worry. It is much harder to live in that way for many of us. Easier said than done for many. I'm very well aware that some are disposed towards worry. And anxiety. What can we do? Uh, Well, I think one of the things that we can do very profitably is to live in the moment. Don't look too far ahead, as we've been saying. Be aware that everything that we have, God has given us. Be aware of all that God has given us. Be aware of all that God has done for us, be aware of God's presence all around us. It takes some practice to do that. You have to be intentional about it. So not just drifting through your life, but when you uh, come to prayer, if you pray, one of the first things should be to give thanks to God. For all the good things that you have in your life. I love it when we're in prayer meetings and somebody says, Well, let's just spend a minute or two uh, giving thanks to God. I can spend ages just listing God's blessing. And you don't have to go far. I've got enough to eat, I've got enough to wear. In fact, if you talk to Angie, she'll say, oh, "I've got more than enough to wear." See, the army just ruins you. You have to have the right clothing for every situation. And the first question, once you know when something is happening and where it is happening, first question after that is, "What is the dress code?" So, what's the? Yeah, I've got lots. I've got a room. <coughs> Way too much clothing. Uh, So I don't need to worry about any of that stuff. I give thanks for all of that. I've got someone who loves me. I've got family. I've got children. I've got friends. I've got work. There is so much that is good. I live in a country where I'm free to worship. If you just stop for five minutes and you start to think, it changes everything about the attitude of your praying. It just transforms the whole tenor of the approach um, again Foster has got a number of things uh, that he encourages and he, he's thinking uh, about all sorts of things too things particularly uh, one of the things he says is buy things for their usefulness rather than their status so you know don't buy the latest model buy something that you know will work and that will suit you and satisfy you and stick with that it's remarkable, really. Very countercultural, isn't it? I mean, we live in a, a culture and a society which is—it's uh, just chock full of the latest of everything, and you must have the latest of everything, otherwise you're not in anymore. Uh, I'm glad I'm not young now, because I don't think I can keep up. I mean, technology is bonkers, isn't it? You've got to have, you know, you have something for six months and it is out of date and may not work anymore. Buy things for their usefulness rather than their status. Reject anything that will produce an addiction in you. That's an interesting thing to think about. Develop the habit of giving things away. Declutter that was a thing, wasn't it? About 18 months ago, two years ago, there was someone on the telly that was encouraging people to look at everything they got in their house and to get rid of stuff. Give it away. Who knew? That was part of the spiritual discipline of simplicity. Living simply. Refused to be propagandised by the custodians of modern gadgetry. That's a direct quote. Uh, Time-saving devices rarely do that. My computer does not save me any time at all. Not really. In fact, I spend ages waiting for it to catch up with what I want it to do. I know I am properly old now because I shout at the screen. It doesn't make any difference. It still just takes as long as it takes. If you hear noises from my office, should you be in church during the week? That is what is happening. (coughs) It's me shouting on the computer. Learn to enjoy things without owning them. That's an interesting thought, too. Ownership implies control. Control doesn't necessarily bring freedom, it brings responsibility. Learn to share things, use the library. Develop a deeper appreciation of the creative order. Walk in the countryside, go into your garden, look at the colours, look at the flowers, look at the variety of plants. Take your shoes and socks off. Feel the grass. Feel the concrete. Feel the tarmac. Be connected. To the created order. Feel the sun and the wind and the rain. Uh, Look with scepticism at all by now pay later options. They're a trap that will deepen your oppression. And reject anything that will lead to the oppression of others, he says. That I think is one of the hardest things to do. Because you don't know, do you, necessarily, uh, what has gone into producing the things that you're buying? There's been a great deal of thought and uh, conversation around clothing over the last year or two. You know, where, where does it come from? Who produces it? Do they get paid fairly? Etc. 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 See, even shopping now becomes a political act. It's interesting, isn't it? Life is more complicated than it was when I was a teenager. And we're trying to encourage one another to live simply in this earth. So if we learn how to do this, that's a massive countercultural statement. If we learn how to live simply. Cultiv- cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Make thanksgiving a central part of your prayer life and your prayer routine. Enjoy everything that God has brought to you. Be thankful. Uh, I think that's a part of what Jesus is after when he says, seek first the kingdom. We need to remember God created us. God loves us. God sustains us moment by moment so we can trust him. For the basic necessities of life, for food, for clothing, for shelter. Verse 27, Jesus says to us, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? That's a really good question. And we know now, because lots of studies have been done, we're probably going to shorten our lives, not lengthen them if we continue to worry unnecessarily now this is not a, an excuse uh, to not look out for one another um, You know, seeking first the kingdom and not worrying about other things that's not an excuse for laziness, it's not uh, an encouragement to not be responsible um, we're not exempt from caring for others, of course we're not I mean, in other parts of this gospel uh, and in, into John's Gospel, you know, Jesus will say, this is my commandment, that you love one another, that you look out for one another, that you take care of one another. Um, I've been saying, I think, probably for as long as I've been here, that it's not hard to be a witness for the faith that you believe. I mean, there are 200 I've talked about, aren't there? Um, We should love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we should love our neighbour as ourselves. We won't be exempt from trouble because we love God. We won't be exempt from trouble or hardship because we're seeking to live as Christian people in our culture. But we should be free from worry because we have a Father in Heaven. We have a safe stronghold. We have a rock. A fortress, and our confidence is in him. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So our focus, friends, needs to be on God and on the kingdom of God. Where your treasure is, remember, that is where your heart is. Focus on the things of God and the necessities for life will also be found. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Love your neighbour as yourself. And all these things will be given to you as well. I don't think we need to say any more about that. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for your word and for all that it teaches us. As we reflect on what it means to be focused on your kingdom and as a result of that to live more simply, if there are things that you want us to change in the way that we live, will you please show us and help us by giving us a route or a pathway through from where we are now to where you want us to be in the days that lie ahead. Draw near to us, Lord, and bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We will sing together once again. And again, if you're able, please stand as we sing, purify my heart. again into our doors in the name of the Father and of the Son.